Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and two movies up for review this week. First up is John Wick Chapter 4, and then there's the new Zach Braff film, A Good Person. First up is John Wick Chapter 4, and I gotta say, I've not been this excited to talk about a movie in quite some time. I don't know if that's just either because the other movies I've been seeing of late have been meh, or if John Wick Chapter 4 is just that good, it could also be a porqué no los dos situation. But either way, here we are, John Wick Chapter 4 is coming out, and Right off the bat, I should note that technically, I actually believe that you could see this movie without having seen any of the other ones if you did a quick Wikipedia search or anything like that, or just didn't care about the rest of it and wanted to see the action and all that stuff, which is possibly what brings us to the franchise in general. But I maintain it is technically possible to see Chapter 4 without having seen 1, 2, and 3. I don't recommend it. I am someone who was very late to the Wickiverse, effectively. I hadn't seen a John Wick movie until 2019 when Parabellum was coming out, which is the third one. And I was like, okay, I've heard so much about this. I do love Keanu Reeves. I might as well just catch up. And I don't know why I had not been watching them up to that point, but it was a delight to drop into. And so now that we are at Chapter 4, I hope other people can sort of follow that same path and be like, I've been avoiding this till now, but you know what? Now is the time and enjoy it from beginning to end. I will say what I did not do before watching chapter four was rewatch the first three, which may have been a mistake. I, I still maintain at the end of the day, these are not the most complex of films. And so you don't need to have that backstory. I had forgotten the majority of events that occurred in one, two, and three, but they kind of go over it. And the structure is there. You know, the basic premise is that Keanu plays John Wick, who was a master assassin who retired and then for various reasons gets sucked back into this world of, you know, fancy assassin hotels and codes of chivalry and all this stuff. And, you know, anyway, Wikipedia if you need to. But Actually, you know, maybe Wikipedia before going into it. I still found that I enjoyed the movie immensely without having to do a refresher. I'm sure other folks who are already enamored of this franchise will do the same, but it might be more fun to go catch up right before you go into it. But it's not necessary. Anyway, but again, I still maintain you could theoretically do it if you were here for the action because the action is what is driving these movies. Yes, there is a story behind it, but really you are using action as storytelling in these. The stunt work and choreography in the John Wick movies is really impressive. And I think my absolute favorite thing about John Wick Chapter 4 is that you have three leading men who are Asian men who are ARP eligible. So you have three men, over well over 50 in some cases, who are leading a major blockbuster film. I just, on a scale of one to representation matters, this made my heart so happy. So you've got Keanu, you've got Donnie freaking Yen joining the franchise, which... You know, I, I so love Donnie Yen. I have so much respect for him. He's so charismatic in this. You've also got Hiroyuki Sonata, who if you have, you know, you probably recognize him from a bunch of stuff. But most recently, he was in Bullet Train. He's been in a bunch of movies. You, you, 47 Ronin, which I don't know how to feel about the remake of it. But anyway, you will recognize him when you see him. So again, three leading men who are Asian, who are over 50. Hell yeah. You've also got Lawrence Fishburne returning. You've got Shamir Anderson joining. You've got Lance Reddick and Ian McShane coming back. And, uh, you know, this one was so sad because I saw this before Lance Reddick passed. And, uh, you know, it's such a travesty. It's such an untimely thing. But... I think 
it will add extra gravity to the film now if you know seeing it knowing that he has passed I, you know, I obviously wish he had more opportunities to make more movies but it seems like he really enjoyed this franchise and so as sad as it is maybe this is a poetic one to have be one of his last projects you've got Rina Sawayama joining who is a, actually a musician but she did such a great job in this movie and then you've got this one made me laugh Bill Skarsgård who it plays I don't think this is much of a spoiler but he plays one of the antagonists and he plays a French character and I'm like who was like let's cast Bill Skarsgård as a French character is he's, he's like a vaguely European character but he plays a marquis and you know the titles in this movie don't matter but I'm just like okay you know he has weird creepy psychopath on lock as an actor I, I give him credit there but it is just a very bizarre casting I think he does a good job in it but I was like were there no French actors available all right whatever so the film is two hours and 49 minutes and it is literally action-packed it is you know sequence to sequence there are some absurd truly absurd action sequences I will say because no movie is perfect I do think some of them go on a little bit long obviously these characters are technically human but they behave in superhuman ways and so at a certain point it's like all right are there stakes to this question mark but just as it starts to drag a little bit too much then it figures its way out and it pulls itself out of it and we keep going and I, you know again I just had an absolute blast Donnie Yen's character I hope this isn't a major spoiler as well but Donnie Yen once again plays an, a blind character who is you know excellent at fighting and I was like all right Donnie Yen has a type uh, if you don't know what I'm referencing his character in Rogue One is also blind but of course an excellent fighter and I, you know, again I just uh, I'm, I'm so happy thinking about the choreography and I'm not I shouldn't say happy necessarily because obviously these are horrifically violent sequences and there's a lot of guns and violent blood and all this stuff but there's something fulfilling about it and I think that is why these movies are so successful and also at the heart of it you've got Keanu and he is really what holds these together you know he is invincible but also getting beat up you know I think he shows it in a great way his range is limited in it there is humor to it but also like not over the top I don't know it's it's just the weird perfect mix of knowing when it should be humorous knowing when it should be action-packed maybe not having the best radar on that where it's like okay we're gonna go overly action-packed but still that's what you're signing up for there are actually heartfelt moments to it I think earlier in the franchise maybe there were more of those and now we've gotten a little more hyperbolic with it but still if you are a fan of John Wick you're gonna have an amazing time at this movie I am so excited for you to see this if you have not watched John Wick yet I still recommend like please join the club it is it's truly just you know again the violence part I can absolutely understand having beef with but I think the first one kind of sets up a reason that most people are like, yes, I understand why this is happening and I'm supportive of it. But, you know, that's not to actually excuse it. However, like I said, it's, you know, it's it's a suspension of disbelief. I do slightly wish that, you know, there weren't as many guns or whatever it is. But just to see stunt work and choreography and action and, and again, Keanu getting to shine in this role is absolutely worth it you know the the politics that the story is trying to explore with you know Ian McShane's character and all the hotels and then again Bill Skarsgård's all of that is secondary to what you are really here to see and that is a bunch of slightly older dudes kick each other's asses so I'm gonna give John Wick chapter 4 a 4.7 out of 5 the only reason I'm knocking a few points off is because of the length and I was like oh if this had been like you'd shaved 20 minutes off 
I would have said this is a perfect film, but it does drag just a little bit. And as a, as a plug, not that they're, you know, but uh, the first three films are available on Peacock if you need to catch up before this. But John Wick Chapter 4, what a great time in the movies. I'm going to take a quick break and be right back. And I'm back. Next up is a film called A Good Person. It is written and directed by Zach Braff, and it stars Florence Pugh, Morgan Freeman, Zoe Lister-Jones, Molly Shannon, and Celeste O'Connor. And I think the strength of this movie really comes from Florence Pugh's performance. So the premise behind it is that she is playing this girl, woman, I suppose, who you know has a bright future, and then this horrible tragedy happens that she, you know, is is partially responsible for or however you want to interpret it um and and so it's her journey of dealing with the ramifications of that there's a physical component to it so dealing with the trauma of that and I hope this isn't given too much away but you know like addiction and and all this other stuff also dealing with the impact this has on other people so Morgan Freeman is connected to it uh, Celeste O'Connor's and you know I think Florence does she's such a good actress <laughs> that she elevates everything she's in I think the script, I mean, with no disrespect to it, it's it's, the, it's there. But in the hands of a lesser actor or actress, I don't think it would be as well received as it is being. I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I do think that her portrayal of a character who is just in need and is going through lows is, feel it, it feels at least, very authentic. You know, struggling to ask for help and struggling with, um, you know, the physical components of dealing with it and all that stuff. I, I felt icky on her behalf, which I think is a very impressive sort of transitive acting property. I think where it starts to get a little like woo-woo, not woo-woo, but uh, you know, uh, Morgan Freeman's character is is a little too good to be true, I suppose. You know, Celeste O'Connor also in similar ways. Some of the ways that the characters behave around this character who is feels so authentic sometimes I think maybe her performance or or the way her character is written even I don't know if it's a combination of the two makes the other characters feel less realistic and I, I think there's some sort of imbalances there but overall you know I think a lot of also the strength of this is going to be what it is mirroring back in you as an audience member so like if you are someone who has experienced tough times or understands unfortunately some of the things that this character is going through through, I think it is going to that's going to help elevate it but if you are lucky enough to maybe have avoided some of that it might not resonate as much and I think some of the little cracks might get to you but that all being said it's also a tough one to recommend because like it's it's a heavy film right and and I do think to its credit not everything is sunshine and daisies in it and that is also a tough thing like you have to be emotionally ready to take that on I think as an audience member and it's tough to be like hey do you want a a not amazing cry at the movies but like you might be crying because of things going on in your life go see a good person (laughs) that's a tough recommendation to give so I will just arm you with that information. I overall, um, you know, I had seen this movie coming off of dealing with the, the going to the memorial of a friend who passed away young. And, and, you know, so I was like, oh, I understand the like feeling out of control and wanting help and not knowing how to ask for and all that stuff. And, and just feeling like there are a lot of things that, again, it reflected back in me that I don't know if it was the films itself or just like, you know, dealing with that on my own. But I do think the fact that it made me think about it is a credit to the movie. So overall, I'm going to give it a 3.3 out of 5. That has been it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed it, we would love it if you could leave us a rating or a review or even consider subscribing.